Welcome to 2020. And Internal Fire introduces you to Fireproof. And in these next few weeks, we're going to talk about some heavy stuff. So listener discretion is advised. In these next few weeks, we're going to be talking about some infamous people. People that might no longer be living and some people who are. And what we'll be doing is identifying the child behind the abuser. The child behind the predator. The child behind the school shooter. And by no means should these people not be held responsible for their actions. But we will identify some key things that I want you to realize the importance of getting your mental health help, especially for our young people. Because what if these people had gotten the help that they needed when they were children? Would they have still become the predators, the abusers, the school shooters, the serial killers that they did become. Welcome to 2020, and let's focus on how we can start to save our young people and save our own mental health. We're entering into a whole new decade. 2020 is coming up. We're about to do things differently and do things differently because 2019 was not the year that you expected it to be and it could have been so much more. But what I want to help you identify is those specific gifts and talents that you have, those blind spots and areas that you need to pay attention to, those gaps you need to fill, those values, and have that level of self-awareness so you can tap into your genius zone. Yes, I do actually mean a genius zone. We all have it. We all have these special skills within ourselves that that we just don't tap into like we need to. So I need you to write down this email address and email me so we can sit down and go through this assessment. That email address is info, I-N-F-O at AishaThomas.org, A-I-S-H-A-T-H-O-M-A-S dot O-R-G. Again, email me right away. And what we're going to do is provide you the tools that you need to make 2020 that year that you never expected. 2020 is the year of vision, but what I want to do is instill that same type of sight within our young people, within the next generation of leaders. So what I want you to do is grab a copy of my book, Trendsetter, Seven Steps to Radically Stand Out to Be the Best You, available on amazon.com or on my website, aishathomas.org, so you can gift that to a young person so they are aware of their gifts and talents and the things that they need to do to be radically confident. We want to decrease these suicide rates and make our young people, the next generation of leaders, understand their greatness. So grab a copy today, buy it for your friends that have children, buy it for your mentees, buy it for the young people in your community so we can change their mindset as they lead in the next generation. Nervous. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Singer R. Kelly has denied repeated claims of sexual misconduct, but now some of his alleged victims are speaking out in a powerful new docuseries. Surviving R. Kelly was trending at number one on Twitter during its debut. The whole thing was eye-opening, painful, sad, disappointing. Man, how complicit we all have been. I was extremely moved by that whole show. R. Kelly, Kells, the king of R&B, 
We stepped in the name of love at cookouts or believed we could fly after graduating or hitting an important milestone. Some of us bopped our heads to the remix to Ignition and even got captivated to his storytelling in songs like Down Low, Down Low. If you're a 90s kid, listen to this. You can definitely connect to it. A lot of the music and the things that we heard growing up were connected to some memories. And those included songs created by Robert Kelly. But what has been brought to the surface is some dark issues that he has been battling for over 40 years. These issues have now landed him in prison and he's awaiting trial to face potential long prison time for things like sexual assault, things related to child pedophilia, and even racketeering. So behind this musical genius, as some people will say that he is, behind the plaques and the awards and the so many hits that he created is an eight-year-old who was being sexually abused that continued all the way until he was 14 years old. See, according to the United States Department of Health and Human Services, every nine minutes, Child Protective Services gains a report and or substantiates a claim of child sexual abuse. In 2016 alone, CPS substantiated or found strong evidence to indicate that over 57,000 children were victims of sexual abuse. And that's what happened to Robert Kelly. His brothers detail a story of a gentleman who became what they considered like an uncle figure. He would bring them things like fruit, But what this gentleman was doing was this luring in children so he can take advantage of them. And unfortunately, Robert Kelly was one of those children. He lived on the third floor. His name was Eli Henry. He had to be 60-something years old then. Mr. Henry was neighborhood uncle. Everybody loved him and looked up to him, you know, and he used to go to the to the farm. He'd go out the way out to the farm and get apples and oranges and cherries and bananas and things like that and bring it back to, you know, the, the neighborhood and stuff. So we just thought he was a cool old man, nice guy. And then he started buying us stuff. You know what I'm saying? Buying us things and stuff. You know, back then, I didn't think about it. There's no demographic that you can name that has not been touched by sexual violence. And people don't realize that the relationship between perpetrator and survivor is a is a tricky one oftentimes. Because most people know they're perpetrators, right? And so-, so what you just heard was Robert Kelly's brother's detail this experience that happened to him, where this gentleman took advantage of him for some time. And the realities are out of the yearly 63,000 sexual abuse cases substantiated or found strong evidence of by CPS, the perpetrator was mostly a parent. As many as 93% of victims were under the age of 18 know their abuser. 80% were a parent, 6% were other relatives, 5% were other, so they might be siblings to strangers, and 4% were unmarried partners of a parent. Our children know their abusers, and this was the case 
for Robert Kelly. He knew this individual and this person took advantage of him. And it didn't stop there. But unfortunately, the abuse continued after that. At eight or nine years of age, you talk in the book about how exposed you were to sex. There were adults who were coming on to you even when you were a child. What did that do to you to be exposed to sex at that early age? It's a generational curse because as I grew up, I would ask a whole lot of people that I had met, have they ever been, you know, and they would say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. And yes, I was molested when I was a, uh, from seven on to maybe 13, 14 or something like that uh, by people in my family. Mr. Henry was one thing, but there was someone else too. The person that did it is not that much older than we are, was just a kid herself. She was just a kid. I was six years old when it first happened. Mr. Henry bonded out and was able to bribe my mom, gave my mom $5,000 for her not to come to court. And she didn't come to court. I don't have any ill will for my mom because I know she was struggling. But if it had been my child, no amount of money no amount of money would have made me not prosecute that dude so not only did robert kelly have to deal with abuse from the gentleman that was in their neighborhood he also had to endure it with somebody that was a close family member and just imagine that now at least one of the perpetrators could have been sent to prison but his mother took a bribe of five thousand dollars and although we are not to judge this mother and why she took this money because it might have been needed due to their circumstance, but we have to think about what could have done, what that could have done to the psyche of Robert to see that someone can hurt you and not be held accountable to see that someone could do something to you that affected you, but they get away from it. And as many people detailed in this documentary, he kept doing things and he acted like he was untouchable. And we don't truly know all the deep effects that this experience had on Robert Kelly, but it did affect him where the victim became the victimizer. Now experts have done studies on this specifically and found that a lot of the individuals who become abusers, sexual abusers, predators were sexually abused as children as well. And being sexually abused in childhood is an important risk factor for committing sexual assault later on in life. But that is not the only risk factor that plays a role in the perpetration of sexual assault. Most victims of sexual abuse in childhood will not become perpetrators of sexual assault. And a history of sexual victimization is neither a necessary nor a sufficient condition to sexually offend. And I want us to realize that reality because there's so many people out there that are abused. Remember, as I stated before, CPS states that every nine minutes, a case is substantiated or verified of child abuse, of sexual child abuse. And not everyone becomes an abuser. 
but in some cases that does happen and factors do show that that does happen. But I want us to look at this deeper and look at things like warning signs and what we can do because I want you to consistently think what if, what if that gentleman was held accountable? What if he was never abused or what if he had at least got the help that he needed when he was younger? Would he have become the predator that he has become later on in life? Would he have had to battle this disease that weighed him down for so long that has affected the lives of so many women, women that have not even connected back with their parents, women that have been silent about it and now feel like they have a voice to talk about it. What if he would have got that help? Well, the trail of this destruction that was left have never been left if somebody would have least said something, if someone in his camp at least got him the help that he needed. What if? Now that we have broken down this first case study, I really want us to think about warning signs if we are faced with this situation. And also again, reconsider that if you are a survivor, that you get the help that you need. Like I said that before, not everyone is gonna become a victimizer. However, your life could still be affected by the abuse that you went through. If you could have relationship issues, intimacy issues, you might have a variety of mental health struggles because of the sexual abuse you experience. So get the help that you need, even as an adult. I got my healing as an adult. And although I might've gotten it later on in life, it really blessed me and helped me overcome a lot of the struggles that I was having. So I challenge you, if you're a survivor, to please get the help that you need. Get a therapist, and I'm gonna provide resources towards the end of this podcast. But for behavioral signs that you might see in a child that might be, or might have experienced child sexual abuse, are things like shrinking away, semen threatened by physical contact, things like thumb sucking, changing hygiene routines, such as either refusing to bathe or bathing excessively. They might also engage in age inappropriate sexual behaviors. And I wanna foot stomp that because I've heard and I might have been guilty of calling someone fast or loose, but we have to realize and even educate our young people that if you see a young girl or a young boy engaging in inappropriate sexual behaviors at a young age, they could potentially have been a survivor of child sexual abuse. So instead of us calling them names, loose, fast, don't hang around that fast girl, how about we consider empathizing and possibly giving them the help that they need or letting someone know that, hey, I need you guys to pay attention to these issues. I'm seeing that this young girl or this young boy exudes that might be related to some trauma that they experience. And also, there might be physical signs and verbal cues, using words or phrases that are too adult for their age. So although they might not engage in inappropriate behaviors, but they might say words that are inappropriate. There might be unexplained silence or being less talkative, nightmares. There might be even signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. And I wanna reiterate that PTSD is not just related to combat, but it's any type of trauma that someone has been through. It could be because of the neighborhood that they live in, because of the violence. It could be violence that they see at home. It could be seeing abuse 
that's happening to a parent. It could be sexual abuse. It could be a car accident. So it's anything traumatic that someone goes through, even yourself as an adult. That person, this young person might also express suicidal thoughts. They might have nightmares of bedwetting. And I've even seen cases where adults start to exude these behaviors because of abuse, childhood sexual abuse that happened to them. So it's important that you get the help that you need. And if you do ever want to have that conversation with your child, please do. I have created a trust level and a conversation type of tactic to ensure my children feel comfortable to share their secrets and information with me. And I want to walk you through the process. If you do have to talk to your child, make sure you pick your time and your place carefully. Sometimes it might even be beneficial to ask them, hey, hey, where would you like to talk? Be aware of your tone. A non-threatening tone will help put that child at ease and might also provide them that comfort that they need to give you accurate information. Talk to your child directly. Ask questions that use the child's own vocabulary. So you might have certain names when it comes to body parts or however you guys communicate, but use though to say, hey, has someone been touching you? And ask them certain things and guide them so they can have that conversation with you. Listen and follow up. Allow your child to talk freely, wait for them to pause, and then follow up on points that made you feel concerned. Avoid judgment and blame. Remember, we don't wanna judge or blame. Avoid placing blame by using I questions and statements. Rather than beginning your conversation by saying, you said something that made me worry, consider starting your conversation with the word I. Things like, I am concerned because I heard you say that you are not allowed to sleep in your bed by yourself. Reassure your child. Make sure that child knows that they are not in trouble. And be patient. Some of these conversations might be very frightening to a child. So be patient with them. And the biggest thing you want to do is report it. Make sure you, you submit a report. And tell your child, hey, we're going to have somebody come and help. Make sure that child is in a safe place. And if you're not concerned that the parents are causing harm, you can consult with them prior. So you might, it might be a parent that you want to talk to and say, hey, I think X, Y, and Z has happened. So make sure that you really consider all these things before you have that conversation and before you report. And then finally, where can you get help? There's a national child abuse hotline that you can call at 800 for a child and that's 800-422-4453 and they're available anytime 24-7. Also, you can learn more about uh, being an adult survivor of child sexual abuse by going to places like RAIN. RAIN is one of the organizations that I actually am a part of their speakers bureau. They're the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. And they can be reached at 800-656-HOPE. That's 800-656-4673. Or you can chat online at online.rain.org. Again, remember, we want to prevent this from happening and spiraling out of control. Yes, not every child will end up becoming a victimizer. But what could be potentially prevented by getting them the help that they need as soon as possible? 
The Fire Within Speak Fire is so lit right now. What's up, guys? This is Aisha Thomas, your host of Internal Fire, inspiring you from the inside out. And I want to introduce you to the other podcast within the Speak Fire family. And don't forget that Speak Fire with the Y. Check out our new podcast. By Cornelius D., we have Champion Fire, inspiring the champion within you. If you're a father, if you have families, make sure you check out Jody S.'s podcast called Father's Fire. And you also want to check out Leadership Fire, hosted by Michael G, Student Fire, hosted by Bobby B, Young Fire, hosted by Sean B, and make sure you tune into our new episodes that drop every Monday. Get your fire sparked. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I really appreciate all of your support. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms on at Miss Aisha Speaks. That's M-S-A-I-S-H-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And don't forget to check out my website, AishaThomas.org. And make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, make sure you leave a dope comment.